The following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7. Auburn Opelika, sports leader. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying dry, staying safe on what is a just a nasty day here in the Auburn Opelika area on this Wednesday, June 14th, 2023. I'm Jacob Goins. Alongside me, as always, is Carter Bird here in the ESPN 106.7 studios. This is the Wednesday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. Lots to talk about today. Uh, we know the SEC schedule for 2024 in college football is to be released tonight. Uh, we still have stuff leaking out, seems like, every hour. Uh, and so we'll talk about all the things we know so far. We'll talk about all the things we expect to see and would like to see tonight at 6 o'clock uh, when the schedule is released on the SEC network, what we're going to see from other SEC schools, and, of course, what we are going to see and what we'd like to see from all. Auburn's 2024 football schedule. Also, Auburn picked up some uh, a couple of commits yesterday late in the afternoon. Auburn football, that is. And so we'll talk about those two young men uh, and how they will impact Auburn in 2024 and beyond. Uh, and then our number two is guest heavy. We will have uh, Trey Wallace, who covers the SEC for OutKick. He'll join us at 3 o'clock to start off our number two, talking about the SEC schedule, uh, previewing what he thinks will happen the matchups that will remain, what we will see with Texas and Oklahoma. So excited uh, to talk to him about that. And then we will have Austin Hannon of Bama Central. He'll join us at 3.30 to talk about Alabama's new baseball coach and talk about the Alabama football schedule in 2023. So should be a great show today, uh, and it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Carter, happy Wednesday, brother. How are you? Doing all right, man. Um, bad weather outside. Apparently we're, what, in a tornado watch until five is what i had seen or is that so it's one of the two i i always forget which what a warning is and what a watch is well the watch least. is is the lesser of the two yeah I believe, then, right? then it's the watch until 5 p.m or show my weather app told me yeah well we had bad weather what last night uh and look i'm a deep sleeper but it woke me up last night like very very loud thunder yeah. very rapid and in crazy lightning last night uh, of course we had bad weather uh this morning and it looks like according to the radar looks like we're going to get another patch around four o'clock or so um again i always say don't use me as your weatherman but looks like it's coming so uh, hopefully uh, we don't have any technical issues here on our end of things but I mean if it, if you know we'll, we'll just deal with it as it comes and hopefully nothing happens and hopefully uh, you are staying safe staying dry out there on a Wednesday afternoon but hey the whole first hour phone lines are open we want to hear from you call in be a part of the show and be on the line your thoughts on the upcoming 2024 SEC football schedule who do you want to see on Auburn's schedule in 2024 who do you not want to see on Auburn's schedule in 20 
2024. Or if you're a fan of another team, we want to hear what you have to say about your team schedule coming up. And we'll talk about the notes that uh, we already have that have come out throughout the day. And so we want to hear from you. Phone lines are wide open. 334-321-1390. That number again, 334-321-1390. You can also tweet at us on Twitter at ESPN1067. Uh, We tweeted out earlier today asking Auburn fans which team they would rather see in 2024, Texas or Oklahoma. And the reason for that is the news came out from Peter Burns this morning that in 2024, when we see the schedule tonight at 6 o'clock, every SEC team, every current SEC team, all 14 of them, will play either Oklahoma or or Texas in their inaugural year. So I think that's really interesting. And Carter, I think we'll start right there. Your thoughts about every SEC team in the first year of Texas-Oklahoma, they will play one of the two. I mean, it's not shocking. I think that this was uh, what a lot of people thought would be kind of a fair thing to do in the first year, was to have the two newcomers, between the two of them, them cover the entire conference, which... Um, I think it's a great idea, and you can still kind of, you can still lock them in for Texas OU to play each other um, uh, in in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl, and I think that I think this is the right way to set it up, especially for one year, because um, yeah, you may not get uh, Arkansas playing Texas. You might, I don't know. Uh, you may not get Arkansas playing Texas this year or or OU playing Texas or a and uh, playing Texas I don't know if we know that one yet either I I think they do host uh Texas actually but you can do it for one year because of this eight game setup if you know you're going to nine eventually I think that that's a-okay and I I mean I said on the drive yesterday I think that I mean, if you're going to have this special one-year circumstance, let's get interesting with it. Let's let's kind of push the boundaries, try some new stuff, and see what happens. And and I think that um, this is probably the best way to go about it. I saw somebody crack a joke that, yeah, uh, the SEC got rid of divisions and traded them in for Texas or Oklahoma, basically, saying that those are now your divisions for 2024, <laughs> uh, which is kind of funny. It's which is not exactly of, how it works. Not but. exactly true, but you, you talk about that with 2024, you do get rid of divisions in the SEC. You have the eight-game schedule, and then they will come together and vote and figure out what they want to do for 2025 and beyond. And, and I think they're going with the 20 or with the uh, the nine game schedule eventually. I think that's where we're going with this. Um, I think it makes the most sense. We know all the back end reasons of why they haven't gone to that. A lot of it, most of it, has to do with money, whether it comes from the TV deals and ESPN and the schools getting paid for that extra game. A lot of it has to do with that. Not all of it, but a lot of it. And so I think that's where we're going eventually. But I'm with you. In 2024, with this eight-game schedule, 
You have a chance to make this a little bit interesting. And that's what I want to see the SEC do tonight. I don't think they'll do it as much as I would like to. I'm good if you shake the whole thing up, man. Shake it all up. Let other people play who they haven't played in a while. Put Auburn playing them, you know, playing schools like like Florida inside of Jordan-Hare Stadium and sending Auburn to all these different places. Give us Texas and Oklahoma if that means dropping LSU for a year and stuff like that. Like, I want to see chaos when it comes to what a true schedule looks like because I said this a couple of weeks ago when we were having this conversation you pretty much know Auburn's schedule every single year like you know what it's going to be because they played the same schedule every year outside of their SEC East crossover and so I'm I'm ready for it to look different and I think in 2024 it will not again not to the extreme that I would want it to look different but it is going to look different and I don't know this for a fact but it seems like Auburn is in the direction of playing Texas next year that's what I've been seeing is that Auburn looks to be playing Texas in 2024 yeah I'm I've kind of flip-flopped on what I want to do uh if I were Auburn over the past, I guess, 24 hours or so. Um, by the way, I, think, I just think that this is funny. Twitter uh, and and its algorithm must have been listening to me over the past few weeks talking about how Missouri's not good at anything because I have an ad on my Twitter to apply to go to school at Mizzou, <laughs> which is interesting. Okay. Hey, they're, hey, they're, um, they're doing what they got to do, man. But I – so well, I – initially was all on board okay Auburn hosts Texas let's do that I think that's a great idea um I think it it kind of would balance it a little bit just because like the two Alabama schools um well I mean I guess not because Alabama's going to Oklahoma but then I got to thinking do you realize how many times Auburn has played Oklahoma twice yes and I mean, both the, have been in the Sugar Bowl, right? Yes, seventy-one and sixteen, I believe, are the the two, um, the two times that they've played. So, kind of for that reason, I kind of enjoyed the idea of okay, well, what if, what if you got both those teams back on the uh, schedule? And that's what I was saying. Well, that's what I was just saying is I think that. For me personally, in this 2024 for Auburn, where we're inevitably going to 20 or to, to nine games in 2025 and beyond, I just think that's where we're going. Mm-hmm. I'm cool if Auburn doesn't play LSU in 24, and that would mean them playing Oklahoma and Texas, right? If you if you drop one of your normal games outside of of Alabama and Georgia, and that's a side note to this as well, that all implications and all signs are pointing that Auburn's playing Alabama and Georgia next year. They are. They're, yeah. they're going to play both of those teams. Plus, you're playing Texas or Oklahoma. Your schedule's going to get tough, and we'll talk about that later on. But if it means for Auburn to play Alabama, Georgia, one or the other of Texas, Oklahoma, and then you don't play an LSU or an Ole Miss or whatever to pick up the other half of Texas, Oklahoma – Sure, your schedule's going to be hard, but Auburn plays a hard schedule anyway. Give me the teams you haven't played before, man. I'm just I'm tired of Auburn playing the same schedule and everybody else. SEC teams they play the same exact schedule oh, yeah. every single year. I mean, and we can dive more into some of the games that I think like logically fit on Auburn's 24 schedule or games that I want to see because uh, there are a few of them. 
kind of traditional SEC East teams that uh, Auburn either hasn't played on the road all that often or has not played at home recently, uh, all that recently at all either. Um, When I look at this schedule, though, I do think everybody, everybody wants a piece of the two incoming teams just because it's such a new novel thing that yeah, it's fresh blood. it'll generate excitement. I mean, unless you're Vanderbilt and you're like, it doesn't matter because they're beating us by 28 no matter who it is, yeah. which may or may not even be true. Um, I think this creates an interesting discussion as well on top of it with Texas and Oklahoma coming into the conference. I'll give you this question. In 2024, which is scarier? Texas or Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Texas. I agree. Because I don't know what Oklahoma is going to be. Bill and Dan gave an interesting answer yesterday saying if things don't go well for Oklahoma this year, like if they fall on their face again, mm-hmm. it could be two years and here's the door for Brent Venables. And what's crazy about that is you think about that with Oklahoma, they're not going to be playing in the Big 12 anymore where they have half of their games or gimmies right now in that conference for a team like Texas and Oklahoma. They're coming to the SEC, and there are no easy weeks. There are no weeks off unless you're playing Vanderbilt, but that game is getting tougher as the years go on. And so the only other... The only other game on the schedule in the Southeastern Conference where most of the time you feel very, very confident you're going to win right now is Missouri. Everybody else coming into this year and in the past, you have to get up and play your best game. And Oklahoma is in a very, very scary spot. They're in a bad spot to be coming to the SEC where their program is right now. So I mean, no. they're they're coming off what a six and seven season in twenty twenty two, which they have not sniffed in a long time. And when I look at that Big Twelve, when I look at their schedule, I don't know exactly what to make of it this upcoming year. Because the conference that I don't have any feel for is the Big Twelve. Because you've got four new teams coming in. TCU's gonna take a big step back. Is Kansas State going to be able to sustain what they did? Uh, what does Oklahoma State look like without Spencer Sanders? Uh, can Kansas continue to build? Um, I mean, where's Oklahoma at in this rebuild? Texas should be better. That's why I think Texas might win the conference. I think UCF might be pretty good in that conference as well. Yeah, but you got to remember teams are coming in. Yeah, exactly. And But, but this, this Oklahoma schedule... Trying to get a feel for if they have any momentum coming into the SEC is really difficult because, I mean, I look at their schedule, Oklahoma, or Arkansas State in week one, that's not a very good team right now. You should win that game. SMU week two, that SMU team is going to give you a fight for 60 minutes, and if you told me today SMU pulled that upset, I would not be shocked at all because I think Rhett Lashley is bringing in some talent uh, in that DFW area at SMU. At Tulsa okay, new coach, not going to be great. But at Cincinnati, Iowa State at home with that defense, Texas in the Cotton Bowl, UCF at home, at Kansas, at Oklahoma State, your gimme Big 12 game that I can just say you're, that Oklahoma's going to win no matter what is West Virginia because I think they're going to be god-awful this year. 
But then you go at BYU and TCU at home, like it's it's a really weird sketch. Like you could you could tell me Oklahoma goes anywhere from six and six to eleven and one, and I would believe you. Yeah, I just think on the surface, the Big Twelve in this in this one crazy year that they're about to have with Oklahoma, Texas still there and the four newcomers. You just don't know what that conference is going to be in a make-or-break season for Oklahoma and that football program before they come to the SEC because it's not getting any easier. It's not getting any easier at all. Texas has a, has a tough back half of their schedule, Yeah, too. I've seen it. It, it, is, at it Houston, is tough. At BYU, K-State, at TCU, at Iowa State, Texas Tech at home to finish it out the year. But again, nobody outside of Texas in the Big 12 right now scares me at all. Nobody, because you don't know what they're going to be. I would say Kansas State because you feel like Kleiman's so good as a coach. And I don't feel like they had, yes, you lose Deuce Vaughn, but I don't feel like, whereas TCU, it feels like they lost their quarterback, their best two receivers, their running back. They lost so many pieces. They might be an 8-4 team. But there's no way they're winning that Big 12 again, in my mind. Could they pull a rabbit out of their hat? Sure. But I just like the Big 12, I have no feel for. So I don't know which team has momentum. I think it's more likely to be Texas coming into the conference. And I think with the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks they have in that room right now, I mean, sure, Quinn Ewers could go to the NFL if he has a huge year, which I think very well could happen. I've seen mock drafts have him in the first round. It's such an interesting debate. Because, again, I just I have no clue what Oklahoma is going to do in 2023. I just think Texas is in a better spot coming to the conference in 24. I agree I, I think right now, are. and I think they if you were to create a betting line on it, they'd be the odds-on favorite of the two to be in a much better spot and be a more dangerous team, which is a tough draw for Auburn because about any other year before this past year and this upcoming year, you would have said the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, news from Peter Burns this morning. Every SEC team in 2024 will play either Texas or Oklahoma when they come to the conference. The full schedules will be released tonight. We'll talk about some of the notes that we've learned already, including that one, what it means for the likes of Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, and other teams around the SEC. Give us a call. We want to hear your thoughts on all this. We know you have some things to say. 334-321-1390. More of the Wednesday edition of On the Line when we return. Right near you, there's something big happening. Seniors from all over Lee and Russell counties are gathering at senior centers and having a great time. With activities and hot meals provided by the Lee Russell Council of Governments, there are eight senior centers throughout our area. One close to you in Auburn, Opelika, Beulah, Bochapoca, Smith Station, Hertzboro, Phoenix City, and Fort Mitchell. If you're lonely or need a break, visit a senior center. It can be a game changer for people age 60 and over. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 1, having activities, a nutritious hot meal, exercise, information, and fellowship with other older adults may be just what you need to brighten your days. Transportation is free from your home and back by LRPT. Just call ahead to schedule. There's so much good happening at senior centers. Find out how you or a senior you care about can participate or you can volunteer. Call Lee Russell Council of Governments 334-749-5264.
Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. Visit FanDuel.com slash play. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-800. 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Hey there, it's Barbie Agricola with Agricola Law. My team and I would like to thank everyone who voted us best law firm and best attorney for 2023. We couldn't have done it without your support and we are so grateful to serve the Auburn Opelika area. Thank you again for voting Agricola Law best law firm and for voting me best attorney of 2023. Don't forget to call Barbie for any of your legal needs. Did you know that electrical fires cause over 51,000 home fires in the U.S. each year? And in Alabama, electrical issues contribute to 10% of residential fires. Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air is committed to protecting you and your loved ones from electrical hazards. Our expert electricians will perform a thorough inspection, ensuring your home is up to code and free from potential risks. Call Dixie today and sleep soundly knowing that your home is safe. Remember, electrical safety starts with you. License number 15033. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. All right, back inside the studio here at ESPN 1067 for the Wednesday edition of On the Line. Talking the SEC schedule in 2024. That will be released tonight on the SEC Network. Uh, But some of the interesting notes and uh, facts that we have, for, as far as we know, uh, that have been sort of trickling out over the, throughout the day. Uh, we already mentioned that every SEC team in 2024, every current SEC team, will play either Texas or Oklahoma. So I think that's important. I think it's really interesting. Uh, the big one that everybody's really, really excited about in 2024. The Georgia Bulldogs will be traveling to Tuscaloosa to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide, and oh no. Alabama and Georgia may have difficult schedules in 2024. Cry me a river. Well, Georgia's getting away with just absolute just murder with how easy their schedule is. Like, their 2023 schedule is... It's a joke. ...as easy of a schedule as I've seen in the SEC. Now, 24 is going to be difficult for them. They are playing... uh, They're playing... Tech, I believe they're playing Texas as well. So I believe they're going to draw. As far as that's what we are coming to know is that they're going to yes, draw Texas. They, they're going to play Texas. I think they're going to play Texas. Where Where are they? It may be in Austin. I don't know they that for sure. They're playing at Texas in 24. That is what On3 has put out So today. at Texas, at so, Alabama, and a neutral site versus Clemson. So they do have tough games in 24. Neutral site, Sure. Yeah, I mean it's in Atlanta, technically, which I know like Clemson's not far away from Atlanta, but 
you gotta, you gotta almost go through Athens to get to Atlanta. Yeah. So we've seen what happens when Georgia plays in Atlanta, but they are at least playing Clemson. I didn't know that Tennessee Tech's helmets look like this. I'm looking at their 24 non-conference opponents. They did a nice job of really softening up the rest of that schedule, though, because when you look at it, you got an FCS and Tennessee FCS team in Tennessee Tech, and you've got UMass uh, to go along with Georgia Tech. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's as soft of a landing outside of drawing Texas on the road and Clemson and, and a neutral site game as you can be right now, especially with look, Florida's gonna be. Florida's going to be going into year one of a new head coach in 24. I'm just, we're going to put that out there right now. Napier's has to do a lot against a very difficult schedule to, in my mind, have a chance at to survive in 23. Job. I mean, you look at that schedule. Oh, it's brutal. At Utah, I think you get smoked in that game. Week three, Tennessee. Tennessee's just better than you right now. Week five at Kentucky, I don't think you're going to win that game. I, don't, I, I think Kentucky's going to get up for that game. They're going to be ready. Um, at South Carolina, Week 7, I don't think you win that game either. I think S- South Carolina is going to be champing at the bit there to pull that, to get that feather in the cap, to get that not very, not, I guess it's not crazy uncommon, but like that's a big name to put up on the wall, to, yeah. to, to put on the mantle there if you get that win over Florida. And then you come out of your off week, and it's Georgia, Arkansas, at LSU, at Missouri, FSU. It's going to be a really long year. I think they're going to go 4-8, and 5-7, and seven, and I think they're going to fire Billy Napier. And, yeah, it's amazing how that didn't work out. And, boy, did does LSU look like they are the smartest people in this daggum conference because – the easy answer when they fired Coach O was Billy Napier because of what he built at Louisiana, the ties to Louisiana, the way he had built his program in kind of the Saban mold, his spin on the Saban mold. Like on paper, it should have been everything they wanted, but they said, yeah, no, it's not a big enough splash to take the head coach from an in state G5 school. We're going to go make a big splash that everybody doubted yeah, and looks pretty great so And far. it's worked out for LSU, obviously. There's no doubt about it. I will say, I think Billy Napier would have been successful at LSU. I do. I think he would have been successful at LSU. I think his, his tenure at Florida is going to be short. I hope he succeeds because I like him a lot. I think he's a really, really good coach. I think he's I, a good coach. I think he got caught in a really bad spot in a place that's yeah. not was not didn't have their ducks in a row. Right. He he went to a place in Florida that was a disaster when he got there. And and it's a big time program and a big time state. He was walking in to a, a burning building and with you know with a two by four and said, Hey, hold the building up. Like it was a, it's a really hard job and I hope it works out for him. But you bring up Florida and how you think they're gonna have a tough year in twenty three as we're predicting and talking about the things we want to see in the twenty four schedule schedule for Auburn I want Florida to come to Auburn I want that to happen bring Florida not because we don't think they're going to be good I want Florida to come to Jordan-Hare Stadium I do I want that to happen again and that's one of the things I want to see in the release tonight on the SEC Network is the fact I want Florida coming to Auburn see and then another one just something you haven't seen in a while for Auburn what about going on the road to Kentucky 
because you haven't played Kentucky, I think, on the road since 2010. 2010, yeah. And in the game where it's the, the most underrated Cam Newton play of all time, he's running out of bounds and just launches his body horizontal. He does the... He does the Patrick Mahomes Superman throw that they've now put in Madden and act like is the greatest thing ever, which I saw that is ridiculous, by the way. Which is why um, I don't play that game because he can throw it forty yards, a forty yard bullet right on the money doing that, and I mean consistently you you can't do that. That's not possible. Um, but <laughs> that was such an incredible play, and we don't even think about it yeah. because the other stuff Cam did th- that year, but. I wouldn't mind that. I think that'd be fun. I think you've played South Carolina too much recently mm-hmm. to to draw them again. Yo, I'm with you. Could, I'm you, with go, you. could you go Tennessee on the road? Maybe. I'm down for that. I, what I was that? That, 20... that was 2013. 14, 13. Okay. Yeah, it was one of those. And when so Nick Marshall threw seven passes, completed three of them, and you still hung 50 on that on that Tennessee team. Yeah, lots more to talk about with the SEC schedule in 2024. Plus, Auburn football picked up a couple of recruits. We'll talk about it when we come back. This is The Edge Daily with Kevin Flanagan, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic with locations in Auburn and Opelika to better serve you. Proverbs 31.1 says the words of King Lemuel, the oracle which his mother taught him. Hi, I'm Kevin Flanagan with The Edge Daily. In a former life, I worked with high school and junior high ministry for over 40 years. In that time, I watched very different generations pass through. I watched different teaching strategies, access to technologies, education philosophies, and all levels of socioeconomic populations impact the learning and character of kids. In all that time, there's been a single factor that has impacted kids' learning and, more importantly, character and behavior more than anything else, parents. That's right. Even in Solomon's day, what King Lemuel was taught by his mother made it into God's eternal word. Mary, mother of the second person of the Trinity, might have spoken the seven most important words in the Bible for believers. His mother said to the servant, whatever he says to you, do it. Today, honor your parents. And if you have children, parent them well. The world desperately needs you to. 2 Timothy 3, 14 and 15 tells us, but as for you, continue on what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it, and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Don't miss any of the Edge Daily devotional challenges. Go download the free The Edge Daily app at your device's app store today. And take a look at how The Edge can partner with your company. Whether you're a senior golfer or pro athlete, high school football player, or little league superstar, injuries are sometimes just part of the game. When it happens, it's nice to know the Orthopedic Clinic is here to get you back in action. The team of physicians at the Orthopedic Clinic offer the latest in treatment, procedure options, and complete rehabilitation for knees, hips, ankles, spine, and more. Don't let aches and sprains or more serious orthopedic issues keep you on the sideline. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-494-6139. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-494-6139. With summer in full swing, now's the perfect time to head to the ballpark. 
Score great deals on great seats from our friends at Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Every crack of the bat, every diving catch, every heart-pounding play. Experience it live, in person, from the first pitch to the final inning. Vivid Seats has a huge selection of MLB tickets, and they're the only ticket company that rewards your purchases. For the best selection of 2023, shop now. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. You are on the line with Jacob Goetz and Carter Bird on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Halfway through hour number one here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds another back. He's Carter Bird. I am Jacob Goins. Some uh, thunder rumbling outside a little bit. I, I know we're expected to get some more rain uh, near the four o'clock hour. It's uh, apparently supposed to be kind of bad and so we'll see hopefully not again if you're out and about stay safe uh, if you don't have to be out I don't recommend it but uh, hey you do what you got to do but talking all things SEC uh, talking all things Auburn as well we'll take a sidestep from the scheduling conversation because we're going to talk a lot about that in hour number two today and we'll talk about it a lot tomorrow when we actually get uh, the results but we're going to have uh, Trey Wallace, who covers the SEC for Outkick. He'll join us at 3 o'clock to talk about this, all of this conversation. Uh, and then Austin Hannon will join us at 3.30 of Bama Central uh, to talk about it from the Alabama perspective. So make sure you stay tuned in hour number two. But did want to talk a little bit uh, after we got off the air yesterday and right near the end of the drive and then into uh, the evening hours, Auburn football picked up two new football recruits uh, in the 2024 class number six and number seven uh, it's interesting because we talked to Christian Clemente of Auburn undercover yesterday and he hinted a couple of times that Auburn fans should be ready uh, that the dominoes may start to fall and you saw two of them commit yesterday afternoon Carter yeah you bring in three star first one maybe not the one that I expected to pop first Bryce Kane uh, the 5'11 170 pound three-star receiver from Mobile Alabama goes to Baker High School. This is somebody who I think, despite being currently the lowest-rated player in Auburn's class, according to 247, I think he's sneaky, might be the second second most excited player I am about in this class. Wow. Because I think he's going to... I think he's somebody who's criminally underrated. Uh, he's only played one year of football so far, so he's going to be raw, and that's going to show in his rank in his ranking early. Um, and that's why you see him as the 683rd player in the country, the 88th receiver, and the 32nd player in the state of Alabama. He's better than that. Let me tell you, I, from everything I have heard at the camp this past weekend, the camp that had Cam Coleman at, he was the best receiver on the field. And... He looked the part. He ran a 4-4-0-40, 4 4 flat. He supposedly has run as fast as a 4-3-5. He's a speed guy. He's a burner. And I think he's, he from everything I've heard, he's got a knack for getting open, getting behind DBs. And, look, I think he had a good year this past year at Baker. It sounds like with better quarterback play, it would have been unbelievable. By the way, he has a 100-meter dash time of 10.81 and a 200-meter dash time of 2.31. I didn't know that he was also a track guy, but... Okay. You know, I mean, you see mentioning. that Yeah, you see that crossover a lot in receivers, for sure. In his one year of high school football, 26 catches, 497 yards, 5 touchdowns, 19.1 yards per reception, 
uh, averaged 24.7 yards per kickoff return uh, and had a 44-yard touchdown run as well. So, I mean, look, he's a guy that didn't get a ton of touches this past year uh, in his first year playing ball, but put forth pretty good production and, and scored a fair amount. I mean, he six touchdowns on what, probably 40 touches? I'll take that. The that's, high school that's pretty efficient. Absolutely, he's playing, he's playing high level Alabama. Yeah, football. Yeah, exactly. And I'm glad you brought up the the camps because that's what that's really where he shined. And the Auburn coaches they loved him. They did. And you read anything on any of the sites, they loved him, and they were really really impressed by him. And don't let that the fact that he's only played one year of football, he'll only have two years of football under his belt when he gets here don't let that discourage you from well how good can he actually be in the sec right how is he really going to be able to play high level college football think about it this way he's taking a couple of years of experience at like you said a high level high school he's going to come in and he's pretty much going to be a blank canvas he's going to be a blank canvas for hugh freeze the entire offensive staff to say and basically mold him into what they want him to be. Whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever art analogy you want to use, a blank canvas or a new piece of clay, they're going to be able to do whatever they want with him yeah. and make him who they want him to be. And all he can do is go up. He can only get better, right? And so I think it's exciting. It's another wide receiver in the room for down the road in 2024. And I'm excited to see what he can be because – He's 5'11", 170 pounds. You expect him to get a little bit bigger, um, but you don't want him to get too big because you don't want him to lose his speed, which seems like that's his strength right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's going to fill out. He's going to get bigger. He's going to get stronger. Uh, I think he'll end up being a slot guy at Auburn just because of the the size. Uh, I think, I mean, Auburn slot guys right now are what? Jay Ferret, 5'9", 5'10". You brought in your Ohio State transfer, um, who's Caleb Burton? Yes, thank you. Uh, I was thinking Caleb Odin, Odom, the the four star tight end from Georgia that was on campus yesterday. Um, he's a little bigger, five ten, five eleven. He might weigh less than uh, than Bryce Kane does right now. And then Javarius Johnson, who's, I mean, five eight, five nine, a buck seventy five as an SEC slot guy is your leading returning receiver on the roster. Um. This is a guy, when you look at his film, man, he's he's pretty, for the speed that he has, a lot of times you run into speed guys who just run by people, but they don't have any lateral quickness, any start-stop to their game. He kind of has that. He really does. I mean, he's he uses that speed to scare you deep, and then he'll hit a break, and he'll come back, or it'll be, um, or he'll just, run a post right by you and use his speed or get vertical, get behind you. He's got a skill set that allows him to threaten you vertically, but if that's not if that's not what you want to do and you need him to get, pick up six yards on a third down to pick up a first down, he can threaten you deep and turn around, come back, and he'll be open. And one thing, something you see a lot of times with just pure speed guys at the receiver position is the fact that their their routes and route running is not clean, right? It's not, a lot of times it's not great. But from what I saw in the very little film that we have, it seemed like he could 
run some pretty effective routes. Yeah. And I mean, for for a guy that should be as raw as he is, it's I mean, it's pretty strong. And again, really I think is. it's only going to get better, right? It's only going to mm-hmm. get better because when you take somebody who can who's fast as lightning, their mindset is I don't have to run. Devonte Adams type of routes I'm just going to run by this guy and in high school ball most of the time they can now when you get to the SEC and you can't say SEC next year we can't say SEC West anymore you just have to say the SEC that's unfortunate but when you get to the SEC it's a good thing for Auburn comparatively yeah, um, yeah in hindsight it may not yeah. be in 24 but it will be eventually long term I hope it is it, it better be um but when a guy gets to the SEC, yeah, you better be able to be fast and run effective routes and get some separation because you're playing against NFL talent, NFL level talent in the secondaries more times than not. And so I think for a guy like Bryce Kane, potential through the roof, he looks really, really good for a guy who has only played a year of football. I'm excited for what he could be for Auburn's receiver room. He chose Auburn over Ole Miss, so that's an interesting point as well in 2024. I mean, he said Ole Miss led coming into this past weekend when he came for camp on his visit. and uh, He got a lot of attention from Walker White. Looked like from the clips from camp, he and Walker White are already building some chemistry. Shocker. Apparently, <laughs> apparently they were with each other nonstop because Walker White wouldn't leave his side. Um, do you think he, do you think Walker White is almost like to the point where it's annoying? Not like in a bad well, that's way. What I, but that's it's what like, I keep saying is I I get worried sometimes that he could be coming <laughs> on too strong. I mean, but, I'd rather it be that way than that your future quarterback never talked to anybody. So it's interesting what Christian said that the reason why he's that way is because his conversations with Bo Nix and Bo Nix telling him, "Hey, you need to go get." guys to play around you you need to figure out a way to uh build out a talented roster with you which 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 I love uh that he's he's doing that so actively Mm -hmm. that he's he's out there vocally recruiting this class um does he feel a little goofy at times with some of the stuff that he tweets and stuff I mean yeah but I'd prefer that rather than a quarterback that is silently committed the whole way and wants to have a big announcement on signing day and you don't get any benefit of that, or a guy that just like isn't actively out there trying to recruit your class. Or it's just a straight-up me guy, right? He's yeah, just a, It's all yeah. about no, me. No, that's fair. Walker White seems the complete opposite of that. He, he doesn't talk about himself a whole lot. He's, he is actively recruiting as many guys that will come to Auburn, Alabama as possible. Speaking of which, uh, he's had both of these these – the incoming quarterbacks on his show in the past four or five days, Zach Blackerby mm-hmm. and Locked on Auburn, Hank Brown and Peyton Thorne seem like they're kind of of that mold as well. I think Hank Brown knows he has, he's got to work and he's got to develop. He's got to get bigger. Peyton Thorne, I, I was listening to his interview with Zach today. I think that I love the mindset that he has coming in, and I've heard very positive things about his leadership and the way that he has gotten his teammates on board, uh, the way that they are like, all right, let's fall in line and follow this guy. I love what I'm hearing about that. And that's, look, I mean, it's not shocking. There's a reason why Hugh Freeze went out and got him. And Mm -hmm. I think that there's a reason why Hugh Freeze and this staff, they love Walker White so much because I think he's going to be very, very similar. I come back to, Please, 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 Auburn fan base, 
do not put ridiculous expectations on Walker White and expect him to come in in 2024 and be your starting quarterback. Let him grow, mm-hmm. especially especially if Peyton Thorne is still on campus, which is probably more likely than not. Which is definitely possible. And, and those are conversations that we can have as time goes on. Want to talk about the other recruit that committed yesterday I uh, want to talk about, I think we have a few more minutes before. Okay. I think we can fit it in probably. Um, yeah, yeah, we got a few more minutes. We can get it in. And we can always carry it into the last segment as well. You Which had, we, we probably will end up doing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no doubt. Uh, Bryce Kane committed yesterday. Three-star wide receiver. Just talked about him. Then this was one uh, that I think was floating around that we were waiting on. Um, you had the four-star defensive back, Kinsley Faustin, commit yesterday This as was well. the one that I thought was going to happen first. Um, this is the one on that what, Christian, on what we had said. Yes. Christian made it seem like this one was was um, it was imminent and it was going to happen at any moment. Um, I was a little surprised it took as long as it did yesterday. Um, I think this is a great pickup. I think this is somebody. This is somebody I hadn't even really thought about. I had no clue that he was this close to making a decision before we talked to Christian yesterday. And so that was – it is impressive uh, that Auburn's able to go out and land these two guys. Uh, ironically, they're both the exact same size, according to the profile. I know. I know. I saw 5'11", that. 5'11", 170. Uh, Faustin is at, from out of Naples, Florida. Goes to Naples High School. Four-star in the 247 composite. Three-star uh, on 247's rankings. But you know what that means? With him coming in, you have now six commits – uh, and I believe, or is it seven? Yeah, seven now. You have yep. seven. He commits, was a seven. Five yep. of them are four-star blue chip guys. Uh, Martavius Collins. I don't know if he's going to get back to that four-star status he held at one point in time. Bryce Kane. I think very much will. I think Bryce Kane will end his high school career. He may not be a top two four seven guy. He may not be in the top two fifty. I think he will end up being a four-star because I think he's going to have a big senior year. Um, And even if he's not, in my mind, that's a four-star caliber guy. Mm -hmm. And you got to feel really good about this this class right now. You've got your big running back and Fat Burnett. Uh, Amon Lane, I think, announced on Twitter yesterday he's shutting down his recruiting. Uh, He will only take visits to Auburn now. He has one official scheduled, and that's Auburn in December. Which is huge. Which I love that because that means that you're going to have, on a big recruiting weekend, uh, probably SEC championship game around that time, you will have Amon Lane on campus to help recruit that staff. Jaden Lewis put out a great tweet after Kinsley Faustin committed uh, and Bryce Kane committed about how look at this class and and we're not done like like the like you've seen Trevon Reed uh, and Zach Etheridge and uh, Gerard Powers the former Auburn player jumping on board with yeah. that on Twitter yesterday uh, Jaden Lewis is implying that he's got some other guys that are going to be jumping on board soon but this is that momentum that we were talking about we we talked about how it was man just five commits not a lot's there. And, you know, it's been a while since one, and it, you just need that first domino to fall, uh, that that potential energy that I talked about yesterday, which uh, I got a, I, my uh, 
significant other was talking about how she she loved she's a physics she's taken physics and all that were you correcting that were you correcting your terminology okay i'm not a science guy man there's a reason now it's now it's kinetic energy because you've had because it's the first domino has fallen it's knocked down a second domino and i mean heck tomorrow there's room i think the initial plan was joseph phillips was going to announce his decision tomorrow between auburn and georgia he may not. There's some buzz about that. But if he does, could Auburn pick up a third commit this week? I, I'll i say this. I think there is a greater than 50% chance that Auburn lands at least one more commit this week. I don't know if that's Joseph Phillips. And that is straight up me being honest. I think Auburn has a chance. But who knows? And we will have to talk about it when it happens. I want to give you a quote when we come back from Kinsley, uh, Kinsley Faustin, the four-star defensive back. He picked Auburn over the likes of LSU, Florida State, Texas A&M, and UCF. Uh, some big programs in there. When we come back, the quote that he said about why he chose Auburn and why he's excited to be here, we'll give you that when we come back. And we'll wrap up hour number one here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. Visit FanDuel.com slash play. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. one 800 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. That's the last thing I needed, a tree through the roof. Now I'm going to have to find someone to get the tree off the house and the roof fixed. I hope your insurance covers this. I do too. Do you actually know if you're fully covered? Don't wait until it's too late after something happens to find out that you're underinsured. The Brown Insurance Agency is here to make sure that you understand your policy and that you and your family are protected. Call Lance Brown at the Brown Insurance Agency at 334-758-0088. Lance Brown is located at 3051 Frederick Road in Opelika. Hey, sports fans, Jeff Myers here, First Baptist Church of Opelika. Well, the Sooners of the University of Oklahoma, the girls' softball team, just completed a 61-game win streak and their third straight national championship. You would have to agree that these young ladies had their priorities in order when it came to their performance both on and off the field. However, today, I want you to hear from their post-championship press conference, in their own words, the reason for their success. You're going to like this. Well, the only way that you can have a joy that doesn't fade away is from the Lord. And any other type of joy is actually happiness that comes from circumstances and outcomes. And I think Coach has said this before, but joy from the Lord is really the only thing that can keep you motivated, um, uh, just in a good mindset, uh, no matter the outcomes. Thankfully, we've had a lot of success this year, but if it was the other way around, uh, joy from the Lord is the only thing that can keep you embracing those memories, moments, friendships, and all of that. So uh, I would, that's really the only, the only answer to that because there's no other way that softball can bring you that. Thompson Electric wants to thank everyone who voted during the Best of Auburn Opelika 2023. Voted Best Electrical Company. Thank you to the amazing customers and community for supporting Thompson Electric. Serving Lee County since 2005. Thompson Electric voted Best Electrical Company of 2023. 
are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Wrapping up hour number one here on ESPN 106.7 as the weather rolls in. I was looking at the radar. It looks like I was telling you we're just going to be, it's going to come in rounds almost. We're in, we're in one right now and then it looked like it's going to break up for a little bit and then 4.30 they're going to come back and just punch us in the mouth again and then we'll get back up and then about 6 o'clock and 7 o'clock it's just going to hit even harder. So uh, keep an eye on the weather. Stay safe. No, If you need a safe place, go and find it. Look it up. Make sure you know where to go uh, with, the, with the bad weather rolling through uh, the Auburn Opelika area here today but got a few more minutes here in hour number one be sure to stay tuned though right at three o'clock top of the hour we're gonna have Trey Wallace who covers the SEC for Outkick he will join us to start off the second hour talking about the SEC schedules that will be released tonight for 2024 in the college football season so you do not want to miss that he'll have some fantastic things to say so be sure you stay tuned for that but uh what you got uh, I'm just I'm laughing because my uh, girlfriend Rachel's giving me some 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 giving crap me some science about, facts about, or what? No, about uh, <laughs> me saying significant other. Oh man, uh, just because I was messing around, but it's all good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh no, but yeah, no. I mean, I I think between it's there's a lot of news going on right now between Auburn picking up a co- couple commits and the schedule coming out right now. Right. By the way, I find this really interesting. On three just dropped their teams positioned for the biggest win jumps in 2023. There are six teams on this list. From the I'm, SEC I'm, or just in college from football? From college football. Mm. Can you name the six that they have put together? Because some of these are really interesting. Interesting. One of these is hilarious because it's not going to happen. Hmm. Interesting. Oh. Hold on, I did want to read this quote. I forgot about this. I wanted to read this quote really quickly uh, from Kinsley Faustin, one of Auburn's, one of the two commits that committed yesterday. This was a quote uh, from that he gave to uh, Auburn Undercover, the two four seven site. They see me. He said, "Quote: They see me fitting in at whatever position is going to get me on the field early. They see me as a safety, star, nickel, whatever's going to get me on the field. They see me as a very versatile, and that's what they like about me as the four star defensive back. I think that's really." Uh, really important because sounds like Auburn is planning on using him in a couple different spots, and it sounds like he's okay with it. So, oh yeah, that's that's I'm, what you want as a I flexible guy. I, I love having guys like that, and I uh, it's always fun to have a very confident DB. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if he feels that uh, that that's gonna be the best thing for him, I love it. I mean, the past two DB pickups, I know that one's a JUCO transfer that'll be here in the fall. I think is on campus right now, actually, uh, and the other is a 2024 DB. Both of them, versatility was key for uh, for Champ and, and Kinsley here. Yeah. Your your last two DB commits, but uh, all right, Auburn's on that list. No, they're not. What? Auburn is not, and that's a little shocking to okay, me. Okay, that's ridiculous. They're saying Colorado. I'm sure. Yeah, that's the one that absolutely no chance because Bill and I ran through their schedule. There's no way they they go better than three and nine. No, it's terrible. And there's four more. Who like are they? Four and eight is the ceiling for Colorado. So these are six teams in college football that will take a win. One jump. SEC team, and it's not Auburn. Oh goodness, a win jump. You're gonna be like, oh yeah, we do this every year, and it never happens. A and M. Yes. Okay. That is your SEC team. Now one Pac-12 team, which you already got Colorado. Two Big Ten teams, one Big Twelve team, and an ACC team. Who are they? Miami, Oklahoma, Iowa. 
and Nebraska. I say no, yes for Miami, Oklahoma. Uh, Iowa, no. Nebraska, maybe. Colorado, absolutely not. Texas A&M, no, but maybe. That's an ugly list. That's so ugly. Hey, we'll talk with, uh, with Trey Wallace. He covers the SEC for Outkick. He joins us at the start of hour number two. David Franklin and the team at Franklin Tire and Auto would like to thank everyone who voted Franklin Tire and Auto as the best This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation is made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. This is David Hedges, President and CEO of Auburn Bank. On behalf of our team, I'd like to thank our loyal customers and friends for voting Auburn Bank, best bank and best mortgage lender for Auburn Network's 2023 Best of Auburn Opelika. For 116 years, our mission has been to promote the community and improve the livelihoods of local citizens. We appreciate your confidence and trust. Auburn Bank, Champions of You, member FDIC, equal housing lender. ESPN 1067, WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn Opelika.
The following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7. Auburn Opelika, sports leader. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hope you're doing well as the storms roll through. It is a nasty day here in the Auburn Opelika area. Hope you're all staying safe, staying dry, uh, and uh, just staying inside if you can here on a uh, on a Wednesday afternoon. Hour number one in the books. If you missed any of it, be sure to go and catch up with the podcast, ESPNAU.com, or just search on the line wherever you get your podcast podcast but pleased to be joined here in hour number two as promised by trey wallace who covers the sec for outkick trey happy wednesday man hope you're doing well i am doing good waiting on this uh this darn seven o'clock to get here so we can figure out what the schedule looks like a year and a half from now so uh yeah just another day covering college sports guys and we got the world series this weekend so i'm excited yeah i mean it's going to be a very fun week for sure i mean are you surprised at all with the the SEC schedule coming out uh, for 2024 tonight that uh, we're getting a slow trickle of stuff that's leaking, games that are already uh, getting out there in, on Twitter and people are already finding out? Uh, no, not really, but just because uh, these, these most of these athletic departments know right now uh, yeah. who they've gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, you know, if you're tied into an athletic department – uh, you're going to find out and explain. I mean, some of the games that, you know, we got, you know, Texas is, is going to go on the road to Texas A&M, which I think is great uh, for, the, for that rematch, you know, that rivalry to start back up. And they're going to play in Arkansas. And, you know, we're getting Georgia and Alabama and Tuscaloosa. And, um, you know, I, I think it's great that the Cotton Bowl, you know, will still happen every year, Texas and Oklahoma. And um, I just there, – there's a couple of them that are – pretty intriguing to me that we're already you know starting to trickle out and see um you know and and like i said you know we were talking about this i think last week or whatever when it was you know the sec was going to do their best to keep the secondary rivalries you know Mm -hmm. they're going to keep the first ones keep try to keep the second ones as much as possible um but also you know break things out a little bit have a little fun with the schedule see some teams that you haven't seen in the past um, so I, I, I think it's going to work out for, for most fans. Look, is there going to be controversy tonight? Yes. And I think the main controversy already is that Georgia and Texas A&M has not played in College Station in 14 years. Wow. Um, yeah, I, 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 I hadn't I, I processed think, that. Right. I mean, that's, that, that's ridiculous. Uh, that, that shouldn't happen. So um, I, I just, you know, the fact that we're not getting that game and the fact that Georgia is going to play Texas before they play A&M, um, I'm not a big fan of that one so far. Yeah, it it always feels like in the current setup you do run into situations like that. I mean, it feels like like we we were going over it earlier today. I don't think Auburn's played Florida at home since like 2011, and I don't think Auburn's played at Kentucky since 2010, maybe. So you do run into those. I do think that eventually it'll all be 
uh, fixed when we get the final version of what the schedule will look like. When you look at these games that have come out already, which ones catch your eye and intrigue you the most? Well, I, I, I think that Texas-Arkansas, to me, is a fun one. Um, I think Texas-Georgia. Georgia going to Austin, Texas, that's going to be intriguing to me. Um, you know, it's it, you know everybody loves to complain about how easy Georgia's schedule is, and for the most part, you know, sometimes they get the luck of the draw. Uh, in 2023, maybe that's the case. 2024? Definitely the case in 2023. That's not, that's not, I, mean, I mean, 2024, right. But 2024, it's like, okay, welcome to the hard schedule. You know, and, and 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 the teams that they would, you know, are going to have to play. I mean, they're. You know, I, I think they're they're going to end up playing Tennessee. They're going to end up playing Alabama. Uh, they're going to end up playing Texas. Um, I think they probably end up playing LSU. Um, so mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it's going to be tough. I, I think that right now, as we kind of sit here overall, I think you know, to me. It's outside the conference as well. Let's not forget. I mean, you know, we talked about Texas A&M for a minute. Texas A&M plays Notre Dame to open the season in 2024. And then they get that SEC schedule. Mm-hmm. Alabama has to go to Wisconsin yeah. in 2024. And then they come back home. And if, and, if, and if the schedule lines up right, they come back home and they got to play, you know, potentially, um, you know, a Georgia matchup. So, yeah. They're, they're, it's not just about it's not just about what's going on inside the conference. I think is the best way to put it. I think it's about you know these games that are already scheduled for non-conference that are going to be like whoa okay you know and that was the whole thing. Like I get the whole nine game schedule and I get where people are agitated. Maybe is the right word. Want to see uh, you know uh, uh, see the, the SEC play nine games and whatnot. But then you look at the eight game schedule. Like we're still getting really good football games. And then you add on to the fact that you know some teams are playing big non conference games, which is good. The only drawback that I have is, is and I've said it before, and I'll say it again on your show, is that I don't like that fans have to pay for you know season tickets at home. And you get shoved down your throat games against Austin P or UT Martin or some FBS school or some lower, lower, lower tier FBS school. Like that's the one thing that, that kind of agitates me. But other than that, I mean, it, it, I think it, I think it could end up being uh, profitable for all the schools. And then, you know, for season ticket holders and, and people that want to go to games, man, uh, we're going to get some interesting matchups. So it's going to be fun. So given the fact that some of these schools have scheduled all these uh, these out-of-conference uh, P5 games, I mean, if you look at Georgia, they've got three non-conference P5 games in four, five, six years scheduled out all the yeah. way out to 2037. Do you think the SEC, when, when we revisit this scheduled discussion next year, are we going to see the SEC stick with eight for a little bit and try to get through some of these ridiculous schedules out there? Because there there will be some years if they go to a nine game schedule where Georgia's playing twelve Power Five teams. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I, I agree because Georgia's going to open up twenty four with Clemson. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you look. I think this was all a temporary hold 
to get ESPN to pay more money. I think the SEC is going to end up at nine games. Now, one thing here. Whether that happens in 24, they're not going to change things up now. Mm -hmm. But I think what you're going to get, I think you're going to get a year holdover in 24. They play eight, and then they'll vote sometime in the next year, year and a half, to move it to nine games for 2025. I think this is a test. This is a test for the college football playoff committee to see how they react to what the SEC is doing uh, when it comes to schedule and competition and whatnot. And then I think it's also, you know, it's a, hey, let's put on a show for ESPN uh, in their first year in their new media rights deal, which would be 24. Let's put on a show. Let's show them that, hey, you know, we got some competitive football games here. We're playing out of conference. This could be beneficial monetary-wise, and then they hope that ESPN comes back and says, okay, we'll pay you $5 million more per year each team. So that's what's going on right now. This is, you know, it, it's not all about, oh, well, we don't know what's going to go on, and we don't know what the future looks like, and we want to wait and see. No, this is them, you know, in a staring competition with ESPN, and they're trying to figure out which one blinks first. When you look at the way that these schedules are going to shape up, which, by the way, if, if the SC ends up going to a nine-game model, um, 2030 might be the hardest schedule of all time for uh, Georgia, where they have Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia Tech out of conference that year if they, if they draw nine games. But right. is there any way to make this completely fair for, for each team, or is it, are there going to be imbalances or is it all going to be about protecting those rivalries moving forward? I think that you're going to see, I'm trying to say this in the right way, I think you're going to see some of these, if they go to nine games, unfortunately going to see some of the secondary rivalries disappear. So when I say that, I'm saying Auburn, Alabama is going to continue to be played, but Auburn, Georgia that one probably isn't going to be played. Mm -hmm. uh, now, here's the good part about that. It might disappear for a year, but it's going to be back on the schedule the next year. Mm -hmm. so you just you, you play every other year. I, I, I think that the SEC is trying to preserve some of these robberies, and maybe they get to a point where they can preserve uh, the first, you know, the, the number one raffle, and then you preserve that secondary robbery. You know, but the third one's going to go away. You know, like if Auburn and Florida ever started playing again, that'd be great. I, I remember the games back in the day, uh, early 2000s, late 90s, uh, between those two teams. I think it would be fantastic, but I don't see it happening on a regular basis, meaning not, not every year. I think they're just going to have to make a hard decision, the SEC is, and, 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 and some teams aren't going to be happy, you know, um, Auburn fans aren't going to be happy that, that, that the Georgia game might go away. Tennessee fans aren't going to be happy that, you know, potentially the Florida game uh, goes away. Uh, I could go on and on and on. Um, but I think that overall, the SEC is just trying to put the best product out there that they can. And if you can rotate, if you can have Auburn go to, go to uh, you know, go play Oklahoma and Norman, like, I think that's great. It changes things up a little bit. Auburn playing Florida. Auburn playing Kentucky. Like, that's the good thing about a nine-game schedule is that you can kind of rotate that in every other year. I think with the eight-game schedule, 
we kind of locked in, you know, to what we're going to get in this, this first round in 2024. And then, you know, you can try to change it up every year. But I think at the end, you know, it's all going to be about strength of schedule. And you talked about it with Georgia. You know, Georgia could be sitting back like, wait a minute. You know, we're, we're, we're playing, you know, a number of Power 5 schools. How are, how are you not, you know, um, it's been, you know, letting us benefit from what we've gone out there? And Georgia Tech's just not good right now. So it's just hard to, to put that on there. But I, but I do think in the end, I think you're going to see, you know, in three or four years from now, I, I think you're going to see some of these matchups disappear. And that's okay. They'll just be played every other year. Speaking with Trey Wallace, who covers the SEC for OutKick here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line. Trey, sort of switching gears on you really quick before uh, we let you get out of here. Super Regionals this weekend for college baseball. You've got three SEC teams in it, Florida, LSU, Tennessee. Uh, In in my opinion, I think any one of those three could go on and win the national championship. Do you think... Or, and do you think the uh, the winner in Omaha this weekend and coming up in these games is from the SEC? Oh man, I mean, I, somebody put it to me last night. You take an LSU, you take the field. Uh, it's tough. Uh, Wake Forest is good, a really good baseball team, um, and I think you know, like a team like Oral Roberts, I just think they got hot at the right time, momentum wise, and you know, defeated Oregon. I, I, I look at Florida. Their pitching is not as deep when you get to the bullpen. And then you look at Tennessee, where, you know, you you have got a guy like Chase Burns who come out come out of the bullpen who looked like he was possessed by demons against Southern Miss and throw 102 miles per hour. Um, they're deep. Tennessee, you know, Tennessee is hitting at the right point. This is a team that was falling apart earlier in the year. I mean, they lost the series mm-hmm. to Arkansas, got swept. They come back home, get beat by Tennessee Tech. Tennessee fans are like wondering what the hell is going on here. This is not the same team. Well, then they start fighting back. They make the SEC tournament. And they get on a roll, and now look what they're doing. I think the same can be said for LSU. LSU never, you know, I, I, they never really dropped out of my top five all year. Paul Skeens, one of the best pitchers, if not the best pitcher we've seen in the last number of years in college baseball. But he's only one guy. You know what I mean? Like, they can get through that first game. What about the second game? That's what kind of worries me a little bit, in a sense, about LSU. I know they have depth. I know their starting pitching depth is good. But if somebody gets hot on them, and guys, let me say this too. Omaha is a completely different field, man. It is, it's hard to hit home runs. Um, if the wind is not blowing out that direction, the field plays very interesting in center and to right. Like, it's just, it's just bigger. It's just, you know, I don't know how else to explain it. And, and, and you know, the weather is so crazy in, in Omaha, covering it for the last five years. Um, it just it sets up for some interesting pitching outings, and especially when it comes to hitting. So, um, I, I don't know. One of these teams, I think, could do it. Uh, if I had to put my money, I'd probably put it on LSU right now. But, um, you know, Tennessee kind of feels like a team that, that is playing like Ole Miss. Last year, where they got hot at the right time, they go all the way to win the whole damn thing. Um, and you can kind of throw Florida in that loop, too. So I'm excited. Friday night, we get started out in Omaha. Um, Florida's going to be playing, you know, Saturday, Tennessee versus LSU, Saturday night. It's going to be a fun week and a half uh, in Omaha, and uh, things rolling. Are you going to be in Omaha, Trey? 
Oh, yo, absolutely. Awesome, yeah. man. Awesome. Well, fantastic. You and Tay, enjoy that trip, man. I, I, I've yet to get out there, and I want to. Uh, one of these years, it, it's on the sports bucket list to get out to Omaha. And so uh, we it's know you. It's long, man. Oh, yeah. It's long, dude. I mean, it's, it's 12, 13 days out there of, you know, nonstop, you know, baseball. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it is what it is, but I'll, I'll have an Omaha steak in the jello shop for you guys. Hey, we appreciate it, man. Add it to the tally there uh, for uh, uh, for any SEC you team go. you want, man. Appreciate that, Trey. <laughs> <laughs> Trey Wallace, who covers the SEC for Outkick, he joins us here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line. Man, let everybody know where they can keep up with you and all your great Omaha coverage when you're out there. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You can follow me on Twitter at Trey Wallace underscore. Follow all my work at outkick.com. And uh, everybody enjoy the schedule release tonight. Let's just pray that they don't turn this into like the NC tournament selection show uh, in March Madness where we have to wait an hour to figure out the whole thing. So just give it to us all at once. And then let us digest it. So, guys, you have a great afternoon. Hope the weather treats you guys well down there in Auburn. Appreciate it, Trey. Always good to talk to you, man. That is Trey Wallace, who covers the SEC for Outkick. He's joining us here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line. We'll come back. We'll talk some more scheduling before Austin Hannon of Bama Central joins us here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line. Walk On Sports Bistro puts everything we've got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana. Check out our new menu. Join us for lunch and dig into our mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine like Tuscan chicken, Cajun Diaz, and Angry Gator tacos. Plus, free mozzarella logs if you get the loyalty app. Walk On Sports Bistro, 3041 Caps Way in Opelika. That's Walk On Sports Bistro, 3041 Caps Way in Opelika. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center at Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive through lumber yard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewards member. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center at Building Supply. This is David Hedges, President and CEO of Auburn Bank. On behalf of our team, I'd like to thank our loyal customers and friends for voting Auburn Bank, Best Bank and Best Mortgage Lender for Auburn Network's 2023 Best of Auburn Opelika. For 116 years, our mission has been to promote the community and improve the livelihoods of local citizens. We appreciate your confidence and trust. Auburn Bank, Champions of You, member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Rochgood here with Workout Anytime. The entire staff and I would like to thank you, the Auburn Opelika community, for voting for us the best gym for 2023. We couldn't do it without our amazing team and support from the community. Thank you for trusting us. Workout Anytime, best gym 2023. Did you know that electrical fires cause over 51,000 home fires in the U.S. each year? And in Alabama, electrical issues contribute to 10% of residential fires. Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air is committed to protecting you and your loved ones from electrical hazards. Our expert electricians will perform a thorough inspection, ensuring your home is up to code and free from potential risks. Call Dixie today and sleep soundly knowing that your home is safe. Remember, electrical safety starts with you. License number 15033. 
Thompson Electric wants to thank everyone who voted during the Best of Auburn Opelika 2023. Voted Best Electrical Company. Thank you to the amazing customers and community for supporting Thompson Electric. Serving Lee County since 2005. Thompson Electric voted Best Electrical Company of 2023. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. All right, back here for the Wednesday edition of On the Line. He's Carter Bird. I'm Jacob Goins. We appreciate uh, Trey Wallace joining us on the show from OutKick. He covers the SEC, does a fantastic job. Um, apologies, though, uh, with all of the with all the crazy weather going on, uh, we we've look. It's crazy weather. It affects a lot of things, and we understand that we were uh, off for a little bit of that interview. But hopefully, you were able to catch the back end of it. You can also catch it on the podcast, uh, ESPNAU.com, or just search on the line wherever you get your podcast. He had some great things to say. Uh, Carter was I uh, was talking to him while I was trying to uh, troubleshoot some things, and so I, I believe we are uh, fixed, back, and, and ready to go. And so hopefully, uh, hopefully the weather can can stay away, man. It, it just it's it's nasty today in the Auburn Open area so if you missed any of that you can catch it up uh, on the podcast later on today at espnau.com a couple of more minutes before uh, austin hannon of bama central will join us uh, he'll join us at 3 30 we'll talk alabama's new baseball coach uh, we haven't got to talk to him about that uh, the hiring yet uh, and then we'll get his thoughts on this sec scheduling conversation with the selection show tonight at six o'clock and i'm with trey Release them all within the first 10 minutes. Do not make us wait. And you're already making us wait until 6 o'clock tonight. Do not drag this thing out for an hour. I don't think the SEC Network will. Um, if I remember last year, they didn't do that. So hopefully they're like, all right, here you go. Here's all the schedules. And you can just do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Um, I think both of you are going to be disappointed, though, because they're definitely <laughs> going to drag it out for views. That's exactly It'll probably all be settled by the first 30 minutes, and then they'll spend the last 30 minutes having great hypothetical conversations about games um, about games that don't uh, may not even look the same because of the transfer portal and, and player movement. Yeah, and I think, well, and, and you got to think, that's what we're going to be talking about it tomorrow. We'll break it all down uh, on, on tomorrow's show, where we also will have Chris Gordy tomorrow, so that's going to be a lot of fun, locked on SEC, so we'll get his uh, raw reactions to uh, to the schedule being released tonight. I'm excited, man, and, and here's the thing. We talked about some of this back in the first hour, and I want to reiterate this for our, our second-hour listeners Every SEC team, this was reported by Peter Burns this morning of the SEC Network, he reported that every SEC team in 2024 will play either Oklahoma or Texas in 2024. So every current team here, all 14 of them, will either play Texas or Oklahoma coming up in 2024. I think that is very, very important. Also, some of the things we've learned about some games and schedules in 24. Alabama will be hosting Georgia in 2024. That's a big one. It seems to be that Texas A&M will travel to Florida in 24. They will miss out on playing Alabama and Georgia, and you put miss out in quotations there. They also host Texas, LSU, and Notre Dame. I know that's the outside of the SEC, but that fills in to their 24 schedule. Uh, it looks like Georgia will be playing Texas on top of Clemson and Auburn mm -hmm. and Alabama. So 
Georgia's going to have a really tough schedule in 24 if all of this seems to be true. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be crazy, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to be a little chaotic as people are like, what the heck is going on? I'm not used to this new environment. Just like, I mean, I feel that way about the Big 12. When you when you look at those schedules and all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, this team's going to Provo to play BYU? Like, They're going to what Cincinnati? Yeah. Well, like, Central Florida is going to Lubbock or something? Like, what what is going on? Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a, a little bit of that for sure, but I mean... Look, it's going to be fun. We're going to get weird matchups. Uh, some teams are going to play really hard schedules. Auburn's probably going to be one of them. Auburn's probably going to get – I'm just going to go in with the expectation that Auburn's going to draw the toughest version of the schedule possible for 2024. And it shouldn't um, be a surprise because they play the hardest schedule every year anyway. So it should not be a surprise. Let's just be honest. Auburn is – and it seems like Auburn is going to get Alabama. They're going to get Georgia. Early expectations are they're going to get Texas. Um, I mean, it's just even when this those three, I mean, you are going to get some of the toughest teams in the conference, and that's just how it is. And Auburn will just be in that spot. But some games that I want to happen and want to see in 2024 and beyond uh, when the schedule is released later tonight, I already said this once, I want to see Florida come to Auburn. I really want to see Florida come to Auburn. I think that can be a possibility in 2024. I want to see Texas and Texas A&M play. I don't care if it's in Austin or if it's in Aggieland. I want to see that game. And then this one's already confirmed, and I had it on our rundown. I wanted to see Alabama-Georgia, and it's happening. Alabama will host Georgia in 2024. And so those are the ones that come to mind for me that I really wanted to see. Um, And and I think we will get those in in some capacity. I'm excited just to see, I told you this already, I want to see different schedules, man. I want to see Auburn play different teams. I want to see Alabama play different teams. I want to see these schools go different places and have different atmospheres and have different matchups, man. And the fact that now, the fact that now you don't have the the divisions. With the way that this is going to shape up, do we believe that Auburn hosts Texas? Is that is that what the what the belief I think is? so. That that was what that's how I, like I took that. it. I really that's do how like I took that it. because I mean it's the first time that Texas will come to Auburn since 1987 when Auburn dominated that game by the way 31 to, th- to 3 I believe. Yeah, they did. Um but yeah, I mean Auburn Auburn's 2 and 0 in their last two against Texas. Only they are 3 and 5 overall, but they're on a winning streak. Let's mm-hmm. see if they can keep it yeah. going in year two of Hugh Freeze if that does turn out to be the case. And how how much fun would that be if Texas comes to Auburn? I mean, that would be that's a huge game. And not and it wouldn't be an out of conference game anymore. It would literally be an SEC game when the Texas Longhorns, who could be pretty good by twenty four, roll to town. And so I think that is that's something Auburn fans should be excited about. Um, when I'm, when we sent out a tweet earlier today with the news about an SEC team playing either Texas or Oklahoma, and we asked them who would we asked Auburn fans who would you rather play Texas or Oklahoma in twenty four? It was unanimous. Everybody said Texas. Every single one of them on Twitter. They all said they want Texas. And so th- there you go. There's more of a history there, and um, because everybody wants a piece of Texas because. Of <laughs> because it's Texas. Well, I mean, it, uh, yeah, I mean that's it's a name brand that everybody loves to beat because everybody likes to 
everybody likes to beat Texas and then kind of kick them while they're uh, down, which for every year except for that one Sugar Bowl year where they, where they declared themselves back. Um, and they've yet to get back since. Yeah, it's it's. Um, I don't. Th- I think Oklahoma had Auburn played Oklahoma a bunch, and there been a classic game or two. Um, sure, I think you would have seen maybe some Auburn people wanting Oklahoma, but you don't really have that. So I think you default with a team that's a bigger brand, has more money, and Texas makes sense. Why, why Auburn people want? Everybody wants to play Texas in the new SEC schedule. We'll talk about that with Austin Hannon of Bama Central when we come back. David Franklin and the team at Franklin Tire and Auto would like to thank everyone who voted Franklin Tire and Auto as the best auto body shop, best tire shop, and best auto service in Auburn Network's 2023 Best of Auburn Opelika promotion. Franklin Tire and Auto has been proudly serving Auburn Opelika since 1970. Find them online at franklinautoinc.com. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. This is Billy Plummer here, one of the owners of Apex Pest Solutions. I just wanted to thank everyone who voted for Apex Pest Solutions for Best Pest Control of 2023. We couldn't have done it without the amazing Auburn Opelika community and our loyal customers. Apex Pest Solutions voted Best Pest Control of 2023. Hi, this is Doug Amos from the Max Roundtable, inviting you to join me each weekday from 11 to 2 on ESPN The Ticket in the River Region and on ESPN 1067 in Auburn and Opelika. On Mondays, I'm joined by Charlie Trotman. On Wednesdays, it's Zach Blackerby. And on Fridays, it's Jake Farmer. Tuesdays and Thursdays are reserved for a lot of fun with you. Hope you'll join us each weekday for the Max Roundtable. The Drive drive. with Bill Cameron. He actually is one of these student athletes that buys into the fraternity of, of student athletes in the a conference. A lot of athletes do. That's what a lot of fans don't realize is athletes want to win and they want to win just as bad, if not more, than the fans do. The Drive, weekday afternoons 4 to 6 on ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. You can't miss a moment with Greeny. Have I sort of overdone it on the Aaron Rodgers stuff? Remember when Mike Tannenbaum suggested that the Jets take a quarterback and you almost smacked him in the face? I mean, I think my reaction to that was startlingly restrained. It's a miracle, I think, that I did not lay hands on that man. I wish they did that. (laughs) The most insane thing I've ever heard a person say in my entire life. But he and I are no longer speaking. Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Mornings 9 to 11 on ESPN 1067. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. 
and Carter Bird on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. 30 more minutes here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. He's Carter Bird. I'm Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 1067. We're happy to welcome in Austin Hannon, our usual Wednesday guest here on On the Line of Bama Central. Austin, is the weather any better in Tuscaloosa than it is here in Auburn, man? Yeah, it's not. It's uh, We've got some storms here today. I think there's some kind of tornado watch uh, going on here later this afternoon, so uh, no, I, I can't say the weather is any nicer over here. Yeah, it's uh, it's just on and off, man. We just keep getting – we're through like round two and we've got seven or eight more to go. And it like it's fine right now, but then in about 30 minutes it's going to get nasty again. And so uh, I know it's it's all across the state, so hopefully uh, everybody there is staying, staying safe. But, hey, man, we got some things to talk about, huh, with the SEC schedule coming out tonight. Alabama baseball has a new head coach, and I think that's where uh, we want to start is the fact that we had this conversation with you last week about – who is Alabama going to hire as their as their new baseball coach now that the season is over for the Crimson Tide? Would they hire within? Would they go outside of Tuscaloosa and find find a new coach? And that that's the direction they went hiring a coach from Maryland. Yeah, I mean, I, I was a little bit surprised um, about you know Jason Jackson not you know at least getting maybe it didn't sound like we talked to Greg Bird yesterday that um, he was really a candidate. Uh, they said they went out and they looked at twenty seven guys. Um, I think there was a, a at least a small look at Ed Jackson for the job, but um, a lot less, I guess, than what I was expecting to happen. Uh, but yeah, Rob Vaughn, uh, they went out and got a Power Five head coach. That's that, that's a big deal, right? I mean, um, in college baseball, you see like most of the hires, it's going to be assistance from other SEC schools and assistance from maybe the bigger programs across the country. But no, they went and got a guy that uh, was already in a head coaching spot in a Power Five conference. So. Uh, Rob Vaughn, yeah, Maryland's head coach. I think he won back-to-back Big Ten Coach of the Year, back-to-back Big Ten Championships. Um, obviously, we know that the Big Ten's not what it is in baseball, what it is in football. Um, but it's still it's a high-level program that's made the tournament back-to-back years. They hosted a regional last year. Um, and like Alabama, Maryland went down to Winston-Salem uh, for the regional round. They got smacked around by Wake Forest. So um, they, they kind of got he got a taste of that and, and for what he's getting into in Tuscaloosa. So, um, I think it was a great hire. I think Greg Byrne, as always, has done a great job uh, of really looking into coaches. And, and, you know, he tells the story of how he snuck into – sneak, snuck, if you will, uh, but obviously paid for a ticket, went to a Maryland game a few weeks ago um, in a disguise, like he said. He said he had a Red Sox hat, plain T-shirt, no Alabama gear, just went in there and wanted to see how uh, Vaughn kind of coached, how his team, you know, seemed to – like him, dislike him, um, and he said he kind of checked all the boxes. And then uh, when the interview happened, it, it, it was it was a no doubter for him. So it's it was all behind the scenes. And the, the crazy thing is, I don't think anybody really under, really knew that this was going on. Uh, but Greg Byrne made it seem like this has kind of been a, a weekly thing, kind of going after and trying to get Rob these last couple of weeks. How has the Alabama fan base reacted to Rob Vaughn being the new baseball coach and? Jason Jackson not getting that interim tag removed from his title. Yeah, we talked about it. I kind of said that it was a, you know, split decision. Some people thought, Mm -hmm. yeah, that might be a lazy hire. Some people kind of thought, hey, this is a lot of success. Maybe we should roll with it. Uh, But after the press conference that he gave yesterday, I think everybody's kind of all in. Um, You know, he really killed it. He went up there for about 17 minutes, hit all the high points, got a little emotional, talked about his goals. Um, and, and kind of how he planned on running this thing. And, you know, he's a young guy. I think he's the youngest head coach in Division One baseball. 
um, at 35 years old. So he's kind of bringing that new energy, that new life into the program. Um, you know, he's got his own little, his own little quirks and things. He, he likes to call his batting order the pack where, you know, everybody's kind of got a different role. Um, you know, you've got your guys that are fast, you've got your power hitters and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and tomorrow I'm dropping a story. Uh, I got a one-on-one interview with him this morning, um, kind of an exclusive thing, uh, kind of a Q and a with him. So uh, I'm interested to see how fans will, will react to that. And, uh, you know, I, it would, regardless, I, I think there's a lot of excitement. When, uh, you, when you look at him coming in the door, how surprising is it that Jason Jackson stayed on staff as an assistant? Because I feel like we just don't see that very often where the interim coach is retained on staff. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, I, I expected that, um, you know, maybe even if he was not to get the job, that there was going to be other schools around the country. And I'm not saying SEC and Power 5 schools, but some schools out there that kind of noticed what was going on and would, you know, maybe take a chance that, at hiring him to be the head coach. Uh, but that's another thing that I think Greg Byrne and, and Rob Vaughn did a great job of these last couple of days was as soon as that hire was announced, I think Vaughn kind of came in and told Byrne, hey, I want to do this, but we've got to do whatever it takes to keep Jackson on staff. Um, so they give him the promotion uh, from just pitching coach to now he's associate head coach and pitching coach. He got a little raise, um, and it, it's huge. I mean, you we all know how sports work these days. You fire a coach, and – it seems like everybody that's on the team goes with them. But I think this is a strategic move by not just Byrne and Vaughn, but, you know, the program thinking, hey, you know, if we keep Jason Jackson on staff, it seems like the players like him. They're comfortable with him. Um, and even though he was a part of Brad Bohannon's staff and, you know, that is who brought him in, he seems to have, uh, you know, the locker room behind him and they wanted to retain him. And um, because of that, I think we're going to see a lot, a lot, a lot less people, you know, exit the program with the pitch, with the coaching change. He covers Alabama for Bama Central. Austin Hannon joining us here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line, flipping to uh, the the conversation around the entire SEC uh, when coming into tonight, 6 o'clock Central Time, the 2024 SEC football schedules will be released. Of course, it's the eight-game schedule with Oklahoma and Texas being added to the mix. Uh, we saw the note in the news this morning that Alabama uh, will be hosting Georgia in 2024 expectations in your opinion Austin about what Alabama's schedule could look like next year in the SEC yeah I think we've got um, some guarantees there's still some stuff to work out I've heard some some things from sources Um, you mentioned the Georgia matchup that's going to be here in Tuscaloosa they're going to be going to Norman uh, to play Oklahoma in 24 that's the assumption Um, just based off you know you have to play one of them right Oklahoma and Texas but now that Alabama's having had the home and home with Texas over the last two years uh, you know, it's sounding like it's going to be a, a road date in Norman instead of playing Texas for a third year in a row. Um, obviously, you're going to have Auburn, you're going to have LSU, and you're going to have Tennessee on your schedule. Um, and then it's interesting because you got to go to Wisconsin. you got to go to Madison, Wisconsin in the non-conference. So it's kind of shaping up to be a really tough schedule for Alabama. Um, and Georgia's got to play Texas. They've got to go to Tuscaloosa. Uh, they got to play Tennessee and Florida. And I think they have Clemson on their non-conference schedule in 24. So uh, all, the, all the people that are uh, it's set – about Georgia's schedule over the last few years uh, being weak and, you know, free pass to the college football playoff that we're going to start seeing a pretty tough schedule coming into Athens next year. Austin, a lot of the conversations have been protecting rivalries, right? Auburn, Alabama, not going anywhere. Uh, I think that's 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 one of the biggest one, if not the one, that will be cemented in, in all of time. But you mentioned Tennessee. Are you confident that Tennessee stays on a yearly schedule and a yearly rotation for Alabama? 
I think that it should. I mean, when you talk about, you know, and it's, it's people are going to be upset and, you know, maybe it's not the easiest road, right? But when you're talking from a fan standpoint, um, you want to see Auburn on the schedule, right? You want to see Tennessee. You want to see LSU every year because we're just so, you know, accustomed and used to seeing those rivalries that if you lose them, I think it kind of takes some of, take some of the greatness away from uh, the SEC and, and from Alabama football because you're so used to playing those teams that um, and it, it's not just that. It's the rivalry. It's like that, that's part of the sport, it feels like. And I think you're not doing the sport of college football justice if you take away an Alabama-Tennessee or an Alabama-LSU matchup. Um, like, like you said, uh, the Iron Bowl is not going to go anywhere. I don't think anybody's dumb enough to, to remove that <laughs> from the schedule. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's, you can get rid of the Mississippi State, the Ole Misses, um, and, and the rest of the Western opponents like Arkansas and, and teams like that. But I don't think you could mess with, with the Tennessee and the LSU and the Auburn. I think that's where those are the three teams that need to be on the Crimson Tide schedule every year. I understand that those are, you know, three of the better programs in the con- in the conference right now, um, you know, aside from Auburn, who looks like they might be getting back to that uh, under Hugh Freeze. So I, I think you got to keep it. I think, you know, Nick Saban's going to maybe complain about it, but I think if you're a college football um you know, you just love this sport and you love SEC football. Uh, you don't want to. You don't want to see the third Saturday in October disappear off the schedule. If you had a pick for the schedule unveiling tonight, and maybe it's already leaked out that this game could be happening for Alabama, what would be your pick for a game you want to see that Alabama doesn't typically play? So, like, not Tennessee, Alabama, or or Auburn, Alabama. What game do you want to see on the schedule in 24? Great question. Um, you know, I have heard a little something. I've heard it's not official, I don't think, but it's kind of what I would like to see as well. I, I, I think this South Carolina football program under Shane Beamer is flourishing. I'm excited to see how they continue to grow this year. Um, and I am hearing that that will be a matchup in Tuscaloosa in 2024 uh, between the Gamecocks and Crimson Tide. I, I think that's very exciting. Um and it's a team that, you know, they don't get to play very often. Obviously, the upset out there in Columbia in 2010, everybody remembers that. Um, under, under Steve Spurrier and uh, Steven Garcia, quarterback, beat the, the Mark Ingrams and the Julio Joneses when after Alabama's national championship year. Um, and so to, I think that's an interesting matchup just with the way the South Carolina program is kind of trending. Um, you know, you're going to get to go to Lexington this year and play Kentucky, so you get to check that one off. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think – you know, you look at the SEC East, we've kind of seen Bama, Texas. That's going to be on the schedule, and it was last year. We've already heard about Oklahoma, so when it comes down to it, I'm thinking, yeah, I think South Carolina is a, a very interesting matchup, and um, it is sounding like that's who it's going to be in 2024. And it seems like before we get to the 6 o'clock revealing, Alabama's schedule may just be completely out. <laughs> right. It, it, the funny thing is, like, this show tonight is on is – on, uh, SEC Network, which is under the ESPN umbrella. Right. And how, however, you've got ESPN's own reporter just breaking all the news before it even happens. So it's like, <laughs> I know. They're doing, they're, doing, they're doing damage to their own program. So I don't know what the whole thing is there, but um, yeah, we're going to, we're going to get the full schedule and I don't think we're going to see the dates and, and the order, but I, the, all the opponents will be released tonight at six o'clock central. Austin, switching gears to basketball for a second. At the beginning of the week, we got the r- report that Grant Nelson, the, the North Dakota State transfer, will be going to Alabama. And then we got a weird North Dakota State radio host, I think the maybe the play-by-play guy, saying that wasn't necessarily true. 
Where do we stand with that? And assuming he's going to Alabama, what does he bring to Nate Oates' roster for this next season? Yeah, well, you know, the report came out from, I believe it was Joe Tipton, who's really big into uh, the transfer portal, the recruiting, all that kind of stuff for, um, I want to say, on three. Um, and so he dropped it, and, you know, it was kind of surprising because that same morning, I believe it was either his mother or father or somebody in this camp said, hey, it's not going to be today probably, um, you know, We'll see when he's going to make the decision. It should be coming, but I don't think it'll be today. And then hours later, that gets dropped on Twitter, and it's a bomb in Arkansas. People are mad. And um, Listen, I mean, if I'm an Arkansas fan, I would be a little – you know, it's a little different because it seems like everybody that they've wanted at the transfer portal since they got Eric Musselman, they've kind of gotten. Um, they've obviously got the big NIL set up for college basketball over there in Fayetteville, um, and it seems like most majority of the time they're, they're getting the guys they want. Uh, but it, at least – at this moment, from the report we've gotten, I don't know if there's ever been – I don't think there's been confirmation, but um, Grant Nelson will, it looks like, play for Alabama, and it's a huge get. I mean, this is a guy that, that's you know started games for the last three years in the Summit League, which is a great basketball conference at North Dakota State. Um, last year, just last year, averaged 18 points and nine rebounds a game. Um, he's a guy that shoots the free throws well. He, he's, he can stretch the floor a little bit. Um, I, I think they definitely want to get his percentage up, you know, coming into college – uh, in 2020, you know, the first year at North Dakota State, he was shooting almost 36% from three, which is great for a 6'10 guy. Uh, the next year, it dropped down to 32, and then this past year, it's all the way down to 27. So, um, you know, if anybody can fix somebody's three-point jumper, it's Nate Oates in this, in this three-point heavy Alabama program. Um, so, I think it's a good fit. You know, you're missing, you're missing some size when Charles Bediaka decided to go to the draft, uh, which was unexpected, and you missed out on the Kaluma from Creighton. So, you're trying to you know, they've been trying to kind of get a guy uh, to be a post-presence, and obviously Nick Pringle's coming back, but you want more than that, and I think Grant Nelson can fill that void very well. Always fun talking with Austin Hannon, who covers Alabama for Bama Central. He joins us every Wednesday at 3.30 here on On the Line. Austin, it's always a great time to have you on, man. We appreciate you and your time. Uh, enjoy the schedule release tonight. I know you're probably in the boat of you wish you already had it so you could pump out your content and, and start breaking it down. Uh, but uh, let everybody know where they can keep up with you when the results do come out and you start writing some articles about it. Yeah, it'll be tonight. Um... And like I said, there will be a good story coming out about Rob Bond, uh, people that are interested in, in the new head coach in Tuscaloosa for baseball. Uh, that'll be BamaCentral.com and then on Twitter at Austin Hannon underscore. Um, yeah, should be interesting to see who, who both Alabama and Auburn get on their schedule tonight. And then uh, next Wednesday, we'll talk about it. We'll break it down and break down that 24 football schedule, all right? Sounds great. Appreciate it. Austin Hannon, who writes for Bama Central. He joins us every Wednesday here on On the Line on ESPN 106.7. We appreciate him every single week. When we come back, we'll wrap up the Wednesday edition of On the Line, give our final picks and maybe some predictions for what we'll see tonight on SEC Network for the 2024 SEC football schedule release. The team at Rich's Car Wash thanks its customers for voting them best car wash in Auburn Network's Best of Auburn Opelika promotion. Join the Unlimited Wash Club today for a clean ride all the time. Visit their Auburn or Opelika location online at richescarwash.com. Yellowwood knows that a five-star backyard is the place to make lasting memories. Like cookouts. Um, cornhole with friends. Ooh, a neighborhood potluck with your wife's pasta salad. The one with the feta. Oh, sorry. Or taking a nap on your deck in a hammock. Naps are memories. Mm, I love naps. For five-star backyards and the most memorable experiences, Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine. If it doesn't have that yellow tag, 
you don't want it. Right near you, there's something big happening. Seniors from all over Lee and Russell counties are gathering at senior centers and having a great time. With activities and hot meals provided by the Lee Russell Council of Governments, there are eight senior centers throughout our area. One close to you in Auburn, Opelika, Beulah, Bochapoca, Smith Station, Hertzboro, Phoenix City, and Fort Mitchell. If you're lonely or need a break, visit a senior center. It can be a game changer for people age 60 and over. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 1, having activities, a nutritious hot meal, exercise, information, and fellowship with other older adults may be just what you need to brighten your days. Transportation is free from your home and back by LRPT. Just call ahead to schedule. There's so much good happening at senior centers. Find out how you or a senior you care about can participate, or you can volunteer. Call Lee Russell Council of Governments, 334-749-5264. Save up to 50% on a hot tub or swim spa at the Hot Tub and Swim Spa Blowout Expo this weekend at the Bottling Plant Event Center. Browse the largest display of hot tubs and swim spas in the region from five major brands at huge savings. See swim spas in action offering exercise, therapy, and fun all year long. Browse over 30 hot tubs from major brands at huge discounts. Financing is available and show admission is free. That's the Hot Tub and Swim Spa Blowout Expo this weekend at the Bottling Plant Event Center in Opelika. Visit SpaExpo.com. That's SpaExpo.com. Roger Good here with Workout Anytime. The entire staff and I would like to thank you, the Auburn Opelika community, for voting for us the best gym for 2023. We couldn't do it without our amazing team and support from the community. Thank you for trusting us. Workout Anytime, best gym 2023. You are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. All right, wrapping up the Wednesday edition of On the Line. He's Carter Bird. I'm Jacob Goins. We've got a few more minutes here in the studio. Stay tuned, though. Bill Cameron, Dan Peck, they'll be live for the drive from 4 to 6, and uh, I'll be running the board today for them, and so uh, I'm sure uh, we'll have some things to talk about with the SEC schedule coming out tonight, Auburn recruiting news, all that good stuff. We've talked about it all today here on the show, so if you missed any of it, uh, be sure to go and catch up with the podcast, ESPNAU.com, or just search on the line wherever you get your podcast we've talked about the sec schedule uh, we've given some some insight on what we would like to see what we think we're going to see um whether auburn's going to get texas or oklahoma i've seen texas i've seen oklahoma maybe we're going towards oklahoma i don't know we're going to find out tonight at six o'clock then uh, we talked about the two auburn football commits yesterday uh the three-star wide receiver bryce kane and the four-star defensive back kinsley fauston uh, we talked about that We had Trey Wallace of OutKick who joined us to start hour number two and then just got off the phone with Austin Hannon of Bama Central. So if you missed any of the show, it's been a lot of fun. Be sure to catch up with the podcast right after the show today at ESPNAU.com. Carter, we got a few more minutes with the schedule released tonight. Out of all the things we talked about or even the things we haven't, what do you want to see most out of the 2024 schedule for Auburn in particular and then the SEC as a whole? Well, I want to see Auburn not have a top two hardest schedule in the SEC for once. Try again. Uh, well, well, <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, if we're if what we're potentially there's some rumors out there, if they break Auburn's way. It sounds like Auburn's getting potentially a nice uh, draw. Possibly, yeah, and against what we were originally thinking. And so, look, Georgia has a really hard schedule in twenty four. We know that already because they are going to Alabama they 
will also play, uh, it seems like they're going to play at Texas, and then they play Clemson, quote-unquote, neutral site uh, there in Atlanta. So their schedule already got tougher. Now, will it truly compare to what Auburn plays year in and year out? I don't know. We'll have to find out. So I'm with you. I'm looking for Auburn to, to have a somewhat easier schedule. I've said this. I will continue to say it. I want Auburn to play different teams, man. I want them to play different teams at different spots than what they do every single stinking year. I'm tired of playing Ole Miss and Mississippi State every year. I'm going to be honest. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of playing those teams. It it sounds like we could see a serious shakeup with Auburn's schedule. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And I I alluded to it earlier in the show. I didn't know this. I'm ready for that. I didn't know this. I think... The, the team that Auburn has played the second most amount of times in its history. Do you know who it is? In the SEC or just in general? In general. Oh, because, because I mean, if you're outside the, the SEC, it's, I mean, it's going to be somebody in conference. Mississippi State, apparently. Okay. Auburn's, got, is, Auburn's second most common opponent of all time, I think, is Mississippi State. If I, if Sounds right. Bill told me that one, so don't <laughs> don't hold me to it. So if it's wrong, yell at Bill. Um, no, I mean, it makes sense, and that's my thing. That's what I'm looking for tonight. I want to see – I would love to see Florida come into Jordan-Hare Stadium in 24. I would love to see Auburn um, playing different teams, whether it be the current East teams. Obviously, they won't technically be SEC East teams in 2024. I'm curious about that, too. How long will we refer to these teams as SEC West and East? Like, How long will it take for us to not refer to South Carolina as an SEC East team or Missouri or Kentucky? Like A couple years, but then eventually it's going to be like, hey, we're just one giant like melting pot of it doesn't matter where you're from, just win a deck of be in the top two of the league so you can go play for an SEC championship. And something we didn't even get the chance to talk about today, and I and we can tomorrow, we'll have plenty of time. Um, how all of this impacts the college football playoff and how all of this will impact the college football playoff moving forward if the SEC goes to a nine-game schedule, which we both agree we think that's where this thing is heading eventually. Um, You look at next year, because not only is the SEC adding Texas and Oklahoma and getting rid of divisions in 2024, you know what else starts in 2024, Carter? The extended college football playoff. And so that's where the conversation comes in. Can an SEC team afford three losses and get in? Probably not with a with a depending on the schedule. It depends on who it is. It's got right. if it's if an Alabama can, or Georgia. If it's a super specific like you're one of these SEC teams playing Ohio State out of conference and losing to Alabama and Georgia, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think it's unless it, when you go to nine games, maybe, right? Maybe, but man, I'm excited tomorrow about the potential that. Auburn could get, actually get a favorable draw, and um, go looking at that 2024 college football playoff, could Auburn make a sneaky run at that? If I were a betting man, I would say that Auburn gets the short end of the stick when it comes to the SEC. I hope not. I absolutely hope not. And we'll find out tonight, 6 o'clock on the SEC Network. Then tune in tomorrow, 2 to 4. Lance Dolph will join us in hour number one. Then Chris Gordy, host of Locked on SEC, will join us in hour number two. That'll be tomorrow. Stay safe in the weather. Until then, stay safe. I'll talk to you later.